Hey everyone, welcome to Brown Girls Blooming. This is our very first podcast with co-hosts Melissa Leal and Bella Fuentes. We're so excited to be starting our journey podcasting. Um, hi everyone, my name is Melissa. We have a special guest today. And <laughs> she's going crazy right now, so don't mind her. On today first podcast we kind of just want to do like an intro podcast where we tell you a little bit about who we are how we met and how this podcast even came to fruition in the first place because it's been a long journey in the making and we kind of really just want to dive deep into it um, and share our story but I want us to begin by just discussing um, what we're going to be doing for today so today is february 21st and it is president's day so melissa and i have off well melissa has been off but um i have off so what are your plans for today um my plans for today is to do laundry and overall get prepared for my first day of work on wednesday oh cries inside life yeah so I have a lot of meal prepping to do and a lot of packing, meditation to do before I okay. go back. I am planning on going to a coffee shop and submitting my application to Long Beach Unified School District today. I have every single component. I just need to look over my application and finally submit. So after this, I'm going to be heading over to one of my favorite coffee shops to get that done. Um, and probably just meal prep for the week, too. Wow. Coffee shop. So Hello. $7 lattes. Yes, it really is the vibe. <laughs> okay, yeah, so let's jump into it. I am Bella Fuentes. I am currently living in Dallas. And Melissa and I have known each other for about seven years eight years oh my gosh, yeah uh, yeah that's crazy <laughs> almost a decade yeah seriously and it doesn't even, yeah it doesn't even feel like it but our journey to our friendship has been kind of crazy Melissa would describe it as a dear John movie which I don't even know what that is <laughs> if you haven't heard about it you should watch it um but yeah, do you want to add an, on anything? You want to add anything about you? About just in general, like our friendship or how this started? Um, um, I would say our friendship is very, um, I don't know. I would, I would, the first thing I was thinking about was like crazy, but like so genuine and like real, like to put it simple. Yeah, terms, you know, I agree. Yeah. Like, although we're in different points in our lives, you know, um, you as um as a teacher as an educator getting ready to like move to another state and I'm over here with my little kiddos getting ready to um transition out of the military like even though we're living through such different um lens I guess um we're still like I guess true to ourselves and we're still remain to have that relationship in our friendship you know 
Yeah. And like throughout the podcast, maybe a little later on, we'll also be like uncovering how we even came to realize that we had such a close bond and what that means to us in our lives. Um, but let's begin on like the exact day that we met. So we both went to UCLA right after high school. We got accepted to UCLA and we went to something called Bruin Day. So Bruin Day is for all the UCLA admits to show up on campus and to just like get to have a feel of the campus and get to learn more about what UCLA is before they actually commit. So on Bruin Day, we both went. <clears throat> on Bruin Day, we both went and there is actually a specific program for Latinx students called Raza Weekend. And this is hosted and programmed by Mecha de UCLA at UCLA. And it's for the Latinx students to really get to know each other and get to bond. And um, we coincidentally were placed in the same familia. So the familia is essentially a group of like four to five or six students where they get to like interact with one another and get to bond one another. And, and we go to different activities as a group. And we remember being in the same familia and getting to know one another. But because it was so long ago, we don't actually remember like the very moment that we like said hi to one another or even introduced ourselves um, to one another, which is so unfortunate because I feel like that was such a significant moment in my life. And I wish I remembered it. But we do mm. remember like having certain conversations like Melissa telling me that she's from New Jersey and me thinking... <laughs> And me thinking that she's just one of those bitches that be saying that they from some other state to be like unique and some shit. I remember that was this exact thought I had in my head. I was like, oh, she's one of those. No, but you um, cracked it. <clears throat> but I what? You cracked it. That was exactly what I was trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. But um, that was probably like the turning point where we like really just felt super comfortable with one another. And it was really surreal, like how comfortable we were. We were laughing almost the entire day that we were together. We went yeah. to go eat at one of the dining halls with the rest of our familia. And I remember it was just us two dying the entire time. And everybody else looked so freaking annoyed of us. But we just like didn't care because we were just having the best time ever with just us two. Um, and something that Melissa reminded me that I totally had forgotten about was that we took our first pictures in front of Royce Hall. She took mine and I took hers. And that oh. was the picture that I, yeah, you didn't know that? No, I did. I just forgot. Oh, but that was like the first picture that I ever had at Royce Hall. And she took it of me and I did the same for her. And that was the picture that I posted on social media saying that I had committed to UCLA. And I think Melissa just came into a point in my life where I needed somebody like her and I didn't realize it. And from that point on, I think my life was just completely different. Do you want to add anything about like that Bruin Day experience, Melissa? Honestly, what I remember is <laughs> I remember like us exactly where we sat in the dining hall. And I think it's like a Ford, four-seat table. There was four of us. <clears throat> um, I was in the corner, and um, you were 
diagonal from me. And then the guy was in front of me. And then the girl was next to me. And I just remember, like, every time we, like, talked, um, <laughs> we were just, like, kept laughing. And, like, for no reason. It's kind of like we had, like, insiders already, even though we had, like, barely met, you know? And the people around us that were just looking at us, like, we were, like, on drugs or, like, you know? <laughs> because, like... It's so weird how we like instantly had like a connection, like like if I had already known you, like if we had been like friends for like the longest time, you know, and I yeah. hadn't have felt that and like, like not even in my friends at the time, I hadn't felt like that. And I had been friends with them for like, what, three years already, you know? Yeah, no, and I feel the same exact way. Here I am like meeting someone yeah. for the first time and we're already like, just like instant click, like, oh my gosh, like she's gonna be my friend throughout like this whole experience you know yeah for sure um yeah I agree I had never related with someone and it's crazy because we didn't even have like super deep conversations that day it was just we related we got each other do you remember when we did I don't even remember what this walk was called, but like UCLA is so famous for doing this for like minority people, which like, I feel like it's kind of problematic at some point, but it's that walk where it's the privilege walk. I think it's called. Is it, is it the one about asking questions or is that another one? It's, I don't know if it's exactly called the privilege walk, but I'm just calling it that. It's where they say like, have you ever, um, or do you have parents that have college degrees? Take a step forward if you do you remember we did that and it was no I don't remember that we did that no I don't oh my god but were we like next to each other we were next to each other all the way in the back of the privilege (laughs) I remember looking at one another and just dying of laughter because we were the ones all the way in the back which meant that we had the least privilege and we were standing right next to one another and I think that was also a moment where I was like wow like I really love this person. Like, we're so cool. And we're so alike, like our lives. It's so weird. It's kind of like you like touched me and I hadn't like realized it, you know, like figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like we started like living together and, you know, being getting closer and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So now that you said that, let's transition over to like living together. So I remember I was filling out the application to dorm at UCLA. And I had this feeling that like, I really wanted to live with you. Like I really wanted to make this happen. So basically I am not this type of person to try to like message someone and be like, let's do this or let's do that. Cause I'm super shy, especially back when I was a senior in high school, like I was super shy. And so the fact that I had this strong feeling to text you and be like, hey, do you want to live with me next year? Um, was so big for me. And so basically <laughs> I shot my shot. <laughs> and I was like, hey, do you want to be my roommate? And Melissa agreed. So that first year we ended up living together. But what's so crazy about that is like, even though we had this initial connection, um, almost our entire first quarter, we weren't even that close or didn't even talk that much. I think it was because just kind of like a new environment trying to catch up with everything with our classes because we were like studying different things and kind of trying to figure out who we were but 
I, I kind of felt uh, it like not that I like brushed you off uh, but I was kind of like oh I live with her like I'm gonna see her like I'm gonna talk to her you know but for some reason we were just like so busy like I feel like we were all just signing up for a bunch of stuff trying to meet other people and then by the time I would come back it's like she would be leaving to go somewhere and I was like oh dang like okay when she comes back you know and it was just kind of like the same thing for like a while you know yeah and that summer before our fall quarter I had completed the program called FSP and if you are a minority student listening to this going to UCLA you need to do FSP because it's an incredible program look into it essentially I had done that FSP during the summer and I had met so many different people that I got really close to and became really close friends with. And so when I entered my freshman quarter at UCLA or my fall quarter at UCLA, I already had kind of like a solid group of friends that I would just go to. Whereas Melissa, I feel like you were learning how to navigate that space still and like finding friends and finding a community. Mm -hmm. And like you were also rushing a sorority. Um, You had met a a group of friends. (laughs) you had met a group of friends that I didn't necessarily like bond with. And so I feel like that also created, but a distance between like our relationship, a disconnect. (laughs) No, I want to add to that FSP thing. Like I really wish I had done it and I was like thinking about it, but um, I had planned to go visit my family in New Jersey. (laughs) So I was there for like the whole summer, but because I was friends with you, I met a lot of these people and um I was like then like I I wish that I had done it because I kind of felt like kind of like a bond that I wish I had before I started my undergrad you know but I do also recommend it even though I didn't do it yeah and so it wasn't until our winter quarter where we like kind of reconnected again in the same way we had connected that first day that we met but I don't think either of us remembers exactly like why we ended up or how we ended up reconnecting I feel like somehow the topic of like oh do you want to like live with me again next year like came up so then we kind of started like talking again but I remember I don't know if I'm making it up where you were like no, I don't want to live with you because I don't want to ruin our friendship. No, I think, I mean, I don't remember saying that, but I'm pretty sure that I probably did say that. And that's like because of just all the different experiences that I've had. Like I have lived with several people in my life, mostly my family. And I felt like my family and I, we have so much tension when we live together. And even though you can love someone so intensely, like our lifestyles could be still so different that it can ruin the friendship or ruin the relationship that we have. And so I had been so scarred by those experiences. And I was just scared of losing Melissa, even though our first year was still pretty good. Like our first year living together was great. I think we like our great roommates in our lives aligned perfectly at that time too um so I think it was just more so the fear of like losing friendships which we'll continue talking about that and and what happened after this but essentially we decided to not live together and Melissa decided to live with um one of our friends named Odalis (laughs) which (laughs) 
which we're gonna get into oh at least if you're listening to this girl like I have a completely different perspective on you and I love you and I support everything you do so please don't take this personal <laughs> please don't but hate me. <laughs> please don't hate me because I'm not this person anymore I'm not that person anymore but essentially do you want to talk about how you met Odalis and how that came upon too uh honestly I don't remember I mean I feel like I kind of blocked out everything that I did over there you know for for reasons that later I'll talk about but I just remember like um we had like a class together and um we had been like talking and we got super close and then I felt the same way that I did with you but like 75 percent if that makes sense kind of like you you had like like I want to say like everything but but I guess I was trying hard to like find another you but I couldn't if that makes sense I'm triggered because you said that she was she was your me I'm triggered (laughs) (laughs) no but so because of the whole like roommate situation I was like you know what like I really like her like um let's see we like if she'll like live with me next year and so then we ended up agreeing and so then somehow when the topic came up with you um I I can see it in your face that you were hurt you know but you know the lack of communication and all the trauma and stuff um you just like I get I think in the beginning like you didn't say anything and so we just kind of like went on with life. As I was getting older and with my friends, I realized that I wanted things to play out the way that I wanted it to play out. And there was a point where I was like, okay, well, things are not going to go the way that I want them to go. And that's okay. And when you told me that, I think the way that I tried to respect your opinion is by not saying anything or not reacting a certain type of way which reflecting now like I think communicating my emotions I think is the best way to go about it but back then I didn't want to be a controlling friend that told you what to do or not to do and so the way that I kind of tried to not be that person was by like staying silent and not adding my opinions at all even though like my Mm -hmm. opinions did matter in that case but um but yeah so she ended up uh deciding to live with Odalis and I didn't know Odalis that well I think I just knew her because of Melissa like I had never even hung out with her really had a full conversation with her probably like I probably almost only saw her like on your social media or like knew of her because you would talk about her and I remember being so freaking jealous of Odalis because I was like that's my best friend how is she gonna (laughs) be close to my best friend and at first I tried to like not make it that big of a deal because again like I didn't want to be that controlling friend and I didn't want you Melissa to think that I didn't want her to have friends because that's hella fucking toxic and so I kind of like lived with that like jealousy within me for like so long and I didn't even tell Melissa how I felt and I feel like there's positive ways of sharing that without coming off as like toxic or wanting to control Melissa's friend group or whatever but I really was super jealous um and so fast forward to our second year Melissa's living with Odalis and who else did you live with I I know her but I can't remember her name oh 
And I ended up living with Maria and we allowed the system to pair us up with someone. And her name is Jackie. Um, Jackie was so cool. And girl, we could do a whole nother episode on just our roommate situation. But Jackie was so cool. And I was living with Maria um, because Maria had been a, a longtime friend at that point. And so I was like, oh, it'd be so cool to like live with her. Like our parents know each other. We didn't have the closest relationship like me and Melissa um which I felt like was okay because um I wasn't super attached to Maria um and so we ended up living with each other and that second year I feel like was one of the craziest years that we had um there was so much going on I was involved with so many things um Melissa had so many things going on in her personal life and we just kind of got distant from one another we and and it was not because we just didn't want to talk to one another but it was just because we were so freaking busy. We would go like probably like weeks without talking to one another, texting. Um, and I remember running into Melissa one day after like several days of not talking. And she kind of like gave me a side eye and she essentially was trying to walk past me without saying anything. And I was so shook because I was like, wait, what? Like if we run into each other, I'm going to be so happy because I haven't seen you in so long. Um, and that's when I realized like our relationship was not good. Um, and I think it was kind of like a one-sided thing for me. Cause for me, I felt like I expected Melissa to be there for me regardless when like, that's not how a relationship works. And I needed to invest in that relationship as well. And I wasn't doing that at the moment. Oh my gosh. You just like triggered me. <laughs> Stop. I remember, so I was like going through a lot, right? And I ended up getting <clears throat> like really depressed for like X, Y, and Z reasons, right? And so I don't know, like I ended up going on like anti-antidepressants. I don't remember what it was, but um, it ended up like messing with my head really bad. So I was like all over the place already. But I remember this. There was this one time I was just like so upset, like. I don't know. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who to talk to. And obviously I was like, I'm going to reach out to you because, you know, like you're my best friend. And I have like this text like engraved in my head and I had texted you like, like, oh, I really need to talk to someone right now. And I, I can't remember if you replied right away or if there was like a pause, but you yeah. said something along the lines like, well, I'm like busy basically like I, I don't have time right now and some something with like the word time kind of like I think that's like what did it for me and I just kind of like stopped I guess you know and it wasn't you it was just you know my space my negative space in my head that like I was just like okay um I don't think I can be here right now and you know that's when everything like happened and that's when I was just like okay I know that we both have like stuff to work on like with our friendship but how you were saying I didn't want to be like that toxic friend and be like no you need to pay attention to me because that's what we're supposed to do sort of thing you know literally almost like started crying when you said that because <laughs> because so I am just like I'm angry that I was that person at some point in my life. I'm angry that I, I'm start crying, bro. What the fuck? 
I'm angry that I was the type of person to put work over the relationships that I had because I had so much fear of not being successful or so much fear of not graduating. And I was in this like hustle mentality, which LA in, in itself will put you in. And I was like, no, I need to grind, grind, grind. And like friendships can wait and family can wait. And those things can wait when like, fuck academia fuck like ucla fuck all of that like that doesn't mean shit if you don't have friends and family by your side and you're supporting them in their mental health and a huge part of that growth came like you years later years down the line um and like i hate that version of myself that wasn't there for you because of like how much i love you and i wanted to be there for you and i wish i would have been there for you um and I don't remember if that was the particular text that I remember in my head, but I remember there was another instance where you texted me something like, hey, like I need to talk to someone. Can you come over? And I remember so specifically that I was so exhausted um, that day because it was like late and I had a whole full like 12 hour day of working. And I remember thinking like, oh, I just really want to go to bed, but I want to be there for Melissa and so I was like, okay, let me just go get food at Rondé and then I'll go to your, I'll go to your dorm. And so as I got food and I was walking over there, I remember you texting me like, hey, it's okay. Don't worry about it. You don't need to come. And I think I remember saying something like, oh, I re- so fucked up. I remember saying something like, oh, thank God, because I'm so tired. I want to go to my heart. I want to go to my dorm. <laughs> And, you know, I hate myself that I didn't even make that extra effort to go still talk to you and go still see you. And I have carried that with me for so long because I'm like, you know, if I would have done that effort, like, I don't know, maybe something would have been different in the trajectory of our relationship. Like, I don't know, like, I just feel like that was a turning point in our like whole relationship, because after that, I don't think I talked to you or even saw you. I think that was the last time I that was like pretty much one of the last times that I even like texted you or like we even communicated in that way. And I think a huge reason of like all the issues that we had was just lack of communication, like the jealousy that I had for all that. I didn't communicate that, you know, you didn't communicate like how we needed to spend more time with one another um, and just like miscommunication because we weren't trying to be toxic, which we ended up being hella fucking toxic. <laughs> But it's just, I guess it's us trying to navigate the world as like knowing that our families and our our parents had really toxic relationships and not wanting to be that, but not knowing how to be otherwise. And like trying to navigate, yeah, trying to navigate those things, which like in turn, we're going to fuck up because we don't know what is a healthy way of communicating with other people. But Oh, that got me in my feels. I didn't even know he was going to get that deep. <laughs> no, but really. Okay, so I remember, um, even though we didn't really talk, like you were involved like so much. I forgot exactly what and you were working. Like you had like a full schedule on your plate. And I just remember saying to myself, like, I'm so proud of her, like for chasing her dreams, you know, like doing what she got, she has to do. And um in order to um I guess um I mean accomplish your goals right and I was because I I had been like spiraling so to say 
I felt like I was trying to find fulfillment in something, but I couldn't. Like you were saying, like I had joined a sorority and I was trying to go and meet other people. Like, I guess I was just trying to like fix something that really entirely wasn't able to be fixed. And I was just kind of like trying to cope, you know? But obviously at the time, I mean, as you can tell, didn't really have those coping <laughs> skills. So young, naive, um, being raised in a family where I couldn't really like express my emotions, which comes in, into play with all this. Like, of course, now, like I, I know how to because I'm I've grown I'm more wise, <laughs> but I think it's like super important to realize um, or to make healing a priority, whether or not like whatever stage you are in your life. Um, I mean, now I'm like 25 and this was when we were like, what, 18, 19, you know, like so, so much has happened and I mean, life that's life, but ultimately I think it's super important for you, um, relating to friendships or relationships, like don't let like good people, um, get away from you but that sounds toxic but <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say um, <laughs> I think like being in the military I've kind of learned like um like different stuff about relationships and now I'm like different obviously like I reach out more to people um try to help them even though I'm deadbeat exhausted you know I have two kids <laughs> that I have to um, tend to um, I would literally like go out of my way in order to like try to talk to um, my coworkers, try to talk to my friends my husband you know and even though it's like of course like exhausting every everyone has a different life different lifestyle like it it's become a priority to me to make sure that the ones that I care about are okay you know yeah and I which obviously before I was selfish I was just me you know I was single like marriage wise I didn't have stuff to deal with or take care of you know but I think that's like an important lesson that I learned now that I wish I had known before yeah and I think something you don't realize is like you've always been like that really yes always like I remember our freshman year you would always talk about your sisters and always talk about your family and how connected you were and and how much love you showed them and I don't think I ever told you this or maybe I did but you were the person who showed me so much love and showed me how to receive that love but also give that love back like before I met you I could not hug anybody and after I met you, like, I was more open to hugging people. And I was like, yes. And I think it was because of you. Like, you really shaped that because you just emit so much love into every space that you're in. And, like, you really taught me how to receive that love in, in ways that I didn't know how to do it. Because my family, the type of love that my family gives is the type of love that I don't like. <laughs> that I don't necessarily, like know how to receive and internalize it as love um and so 
it wasn't until I met you and until I started to realize like, wow, she really cares about other people in her family and like in such mm-hmm. a deep way. And so like, even though I think, even though you think that you didn't learn this until later on, I think it's always been a part of who you were oh and God. maybe, yeah. And maybe this, it was finally like the point where you realize that, or you recognize that in you. I am enlightened. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> um, no, that makes sense. I see why you would say that. Yeah, yeah I'm like a super family person. Yeah, for sure. And I've always seen that. And I was like, you know what? I want to like be close to my family like she is. And it's weird because I wasn't raised in such a loving home as you ought to be, you know. I think it was, I think an important thing too is like self-love and which is like I think I I didn't prioritize that until I was um 19 when I was finally like um I think that's when I had fine actually like left UCLA I was kind of like on my own gotta figure out what I want to do and stuff but I think self-care self-love is like super um important when it comes to um friendships I know you need someone to like take care of you but like who are you going to be able to um talk to you know yeah I agree like you need people around you and it's not all about like the accomplishments that you have or how many degrees you have but like the relationships that you have around you yeah and I think also because we went to like this such prestigious like university like you're kind of like trying to keep up with everyone and trying to have so many accomplishments so many things on your resume you know and it's important to kind of stop take a um, breath um also pay attention to those around you like I I not once did I like not stop and think about like my family back home and I feel like that can be like I don't know if that's like an older sister thing you know like trying to not pay attention to what's going on back at home and try to focus on what your goals are um that's like another episode (laughs) no matter what like whenever you're trying to do to accomplish your goals going to school working um always make sure that you have at least one good friend like it's literally quality over quantity like it doesn't matter like if if tomorrow somehow uh all my friends decide that they don't want to be my friends anymore like I'm okay because I have Bella you know literally I'm gonna start crying because okay so this is another topic for another episode (laughs) but um I when I was going through my period of like depression um I felt so lonely and I was seeking quantity over quality because I felt like the the only friend that I felt like could keep me okay was you. And I hadn't connected, I hadn't connected with anybody at the same level that I connected with you. So in so I was just seeking quantity, like how many friends can I get? How how can they satisfy this like of emptiness? Yeah. And so and And in a way, like sometimes very rarely now do I feel lonely, but I feel like now that I have you and that we're talking again more consistently, like I feel okay and I'm going to be okay. And that's actually a thought that I recently had. I was like, Melissa was literally one of the only friends that I needed in my life to be okay. 
Um, but we can talk about this in a whole other podcast because that's it's some really deep shit but um (laughs) so then let's quickly talk about i'm so dead because we keep saying this can be another episode but let's quickly talk about you leaving ucla which is gonna be another episode yeah that's another episode (laughs) yeah (laughs) but go ahead and talk very quickly about like why you left ucla so we can jump into like what happened after ucla for us okay so i left like mid sophomore year i think um and this is like obviously against what anyone wants to do like I was very I guess traditional in the sense that you graduate high school and we're both you know first gen first to go to college and our family and stuff so obviously there's like a lot of pressure and um I um this was obviously like my last resort this is something that I would never have thought I'd want to do or but I had to I guess because um since I'm like pre-med I was just kind of I need to go to school you know do all these things in order to get into a good medical school and then um and then my personal life can wait sort of say you know um but I mean unfortunately since um I also come from like immigrant family. There was just like a lot of um, stuff going on with my family with like um, ICE and like deportations and stuff. And a lot of like conflict where I basically had to leave school in order to support my family financially. I was still in, I was like midway through the quarter and I was quickly emailing everyone like, hey, I gotta go. this happened um I can't be here right now and obviously like because it happened like um they didn't tell me no like stay so unfortunately since I had left mid um year I still had to freaking pay even though I wasn't attending which is another episode for why I I still think you know higher institutions are about money low-key but um so I ended up leaving I went back home and started working full-time and so obviously this had separated me me and like you were already not talking but I, I can't remember if I had like texted you like hey I left or if you had just like found out from someone else which I feel so selfish for like not even telling you you know but obviously it was something I had to do but then because I had left we didn't talk anymore for like what two three years which is like crazy to think that oh my gosh I have this friend that I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with you know to all of a sudden just like not talking but we still had each other like on social media you know like I she knew of me I knew of her I think um snapchat was like so big at the moment (laughs) in those what was this like 2017 16 and it was all about like oh snap sorry <laughs> and I remember just like think, like thinking to myself I would like look at your stories and I was like oh my gosh like I miss her so much but I don't know why there was like this block I guess that we were just like at two different points in our lives 
where I didn't allow myself to like put my struggles into your head if that makes sense yeah um yeah oh that was a lot so I I'm not 100% sure how I found out I don't think that it was because of you though because I remember I remember being so freaking hurt to find out that you were no longer at UCLA um I was so in shock that you were no longer UCLA because I had no idea about anything that you were going through and I was just like how can my best friend not tell me that she's going through these things or that she's even gone or that she even thought about leaving um and just the fact that other people knew your story and I didn't got me so angry and I was so jealous and again I was even more jealous of Odalis and of Myra because they knew these things about you specifically. There was a lot of anger. And instead of trying to be compassionate and reach out and say something, I think I allowed that to block us as well and continue blocking the communication that we already were lacking. And I remember we had planned to live together our third year. And I emailed you. I emailed you. (laughs) You know, I I didn't email you. I remember texting you while I was at YRL and I was like, hey, are you going to like live with me next year? And I didn't even ask why you left. I didn't even say like, hey, how are you? I was just like very about the business. I remember. And I hate myself because of that. Like, I hate that I was that person that was, like, not even trying to humanize you. I was just like, hey, like, bro, are you going to, like, live with me next year? (laughs) And um, I remember you telling me something like, hey, I'm not sure what that's going to look like for me. So I'm just going to say no. And I was just so angry. I don't know if I replied or not. Um, And that was that. And that was literally the last text message that I sent you and that you sent me before we didn't talk for years and like you said like we had each other on socials and stuff but I honestly like thought you had moved on with your life because even I remember exactly how one day you brought um Jose on campus and you Jose Myron Olalis I think went to go eat at feast (laughs) do you remember that and I was like this bitch did not tell me I I was so hurt I was like she clearly doesn't want me in her life she clearly is angry and has resentment towards me I'm dead ass and I was like okay well I'm just gonna leave her alone because I'm not in a good place to reach out to her and also like again I wasn't in that place to humanize people and I was like she doesn't even want me around her because if she did she would have told me that she was on campus Mm -hmm. so we can talk or something um she like I don't know it was just I I felt like you had moved on with your life and that I was just here living my life trying to figure my life even though I missed you so much and there was one day during our third year where I so my third year is a whole other mess but that's another episode that's a a whole another episode when we talk about mental health at universities anyways my third year I was going through a whole ass fucking mental breakdown. I literally like trashed my life, my third year, um, because of how mentally unstable I was. Um, And I remember exactly where I was, where I was like, I need to call Melissa. And I had this number for Melissa, which I didn't even know if she had the same number, but I called it. And I was like, I really need to talk to Melissa. And, And granted, we have not been talking at all these for that past year. 
like mm-hmm. at all no text no nothing no dm oh. no reaction to no story nothing no email. and i no email <laughs> i was like i need to talk to her right now because i'm not okay and i call her and she doesn't answer and i'm just like fuck like i i don't know what to do with my life right now and then she calls me quite honestly you know i think i let the call go through and i didn't answer i think i saw it ring and I did, I chose not to answer. I think I was just so scared to confront you. I was so scared to face that I was such a shitty friend. I was just scared of what could happen. And I hate myself for it because all those, all that fear allowed us to continue creating more distance between us. And I just remember you left me, you left me a voicemail and I had to sit down to listen to this voicemail. And I was just in tears when I heard it. And what I does think, it say anyways? I have no idea. I deleted all of them because, oh. oh, because on top of that, something super cringe. When I would get really sad and miss Melissa, I would listen to those voicemails that she left me. I would listen to them because even just her voice, like, gave me a sense of peace. And it got to a point where I was like, you know what? I need to let go. Like, I was like, this friendship is over. I need to let the fuck go. And I just deleted everything. And I was like, I'm just going to. Like, I need to move on because this is clearly not going to, is not healthy for me. Which now looking back, I regret deleting it because it would be so beautiful to have it. Which is now why I'm trying to make an effort to not delete the shit that I have. Even if I have negative feelings for someone. But Calls calls the phone company. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) 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 For real. Um, And so, and then nothing happened after that and then it was like years and years probably like so fourth year was another year we graduated and then my first year living in texas we didn't talk either and every once in a while you would react to my stories but i thought you were just like oh that's cute like oh like whatever i thought because you're just like a friendly person like that Mm -hmm. it never felt like oh you were trying to reach out because you were trying to build that bridge again it never felt like that i promise you when especially when you announced that you had that you were pregnant with Diego I was like yo like she's in a whole different world like she like it doesn't think about me like we are just like on two different paths I really thought that you had moved on with your whole life and like I was irrelevant as fuck basically obviously like um I started dating him around the time I was leaving I think and so obviously he had like known and I think also like a reason why um, I guess it was like easy, not like quote unquote easy to leave, but um, I guess like, it just accepts my fate, except the fact that, because I was saying that obviously like if you're first gen, if you're um, first person to go to school, if you're low income, if you um, come from like immigrant family and stuff like you know you kind of like have this I guess timeline that you like want to do and accomplish like accordingly you know and how I was saying like I left during my second year I didn't finish college um I ended up joining the military (laughs) Uh, I literally said uno reverse and (laughs) um so how she was saying like I I guess I did move on but you were always like in the back of my head you know and so of course in the beginning I didn't talk to you because when I was with Jose and he would tell me like 
like I don't know why you, you still want to be her friend because she hurt you you know um it would like hurt me because obviously that's not something that I wanted to hear I was like no like she's worth fighting for like I love her you know <laughs> she's my best friend I'm not just gonna like leave her and obviously you know if you're in like a relationship and you see your significant other crying over someone like you know obviously that that's like what makes sense to to do or to not do and so then when I joined the military um I basically had left my life behind you know um but there wasn't like a day where I was like oh how Bella doing you know even though I wanted to like call you like sue so bad um i was just not in a good i guess environment to like hit you up kind of like when someone's like trying to talk to someone you know try try to get them in your dms to have them recognize you (laughs) one of these days i'm just gonna hit her up and see what (laughs) what she says and so i can't remember what exactly i think it was like the covid letter thing right yeah so wait before we talk about the covid letter um jose where the fuck you at pull up (laughs) i'm just waiting um so then melissa would like comment on like or like react on my posts and stuff and i never had the balls to like comment on her stuff or react to her stuff like the most i would do was give her photos a like um because i just was like bro like i don't want to be like that type of person that's like still hanging on to a friendship when she's moved on and so, like, I didn't put it, I didn't make an effort because I thought, like, it was done. And then COVID hit and everybody was at home. And the post office was actually talking about how they <laughs> stopped. The post, office. the post office, me trying to save the post office, essentially saved our relationship. Ah. <laughs> but <laughs> there was a lot of conversations around privatizing, privatizing, privatist, private, oh, yeah. um, making that shit private and so then I was like you know what and I love writing letters and I was like let me buy some stamps and send some letters and so I created a post I don't even remember what I said something about like if you want a letter let me know I'll send you one and yes Melissa okay but you didn't reply saying that you wanted a letter it was funny because you replied saying like something like oh my god this is so cute yeah (laughs) you're right and I was like this bitch Loki want me to be like you want a letter no but I I wanted to write you a letter and so I was like hey and, and this is me like like being so fucking vulnerable because I am not that I was not that bitch and I was like hey can I send you a letter and then you were like oh my god yeah it's something like that and then you sent me your address and I sent you this letter and in the letter I just let it all out I just was like I'm just gonna write it all this in person no, but essentially, yeah, like things I wish I could tell you in person, but I can't. Um, and so in this letter, I wrote about how our friendship meant basically the world to me and that there was some feeling inside of me that knew that Melissa was my soulmate. And it's so crazy to me to say that because never have I thought about soulmates as like a friend or as something that was possible for me. I I didn't know that it was real. I didn't even think of it as being real. It wasn't something that I like even gave the time of day to process in my head, but something inside of me knew that Melissa was my soulmate. Like we were connected at a deeper level 
that I wasn't even able to explain. And I wrote this in the letter and I wrote about how much I miss her and how much I felt like I fucked up in the relationship and the friendship that we had. And, um, and then she wrote back to me, actually, should I pull up the letter? You, oh, you have the first one? I have it. I have it. Okay, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> or is this another episode? <laughs> okay, so I have the letter now. Oh my um, God. It is stamped on May 2nd, 2020. 2020. Yeah. Peak pandemic. Okay. This is so cute. It literally <laughs> says friends like you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Me starts crying. It says, hey, Bella, I appreciate the letter you wrote. And let me just tell you, I feel the same way. You really got me crying. LOL. In my feelings. <laughs> I'm so dead. It says, even though you waited for the longest time to apologize, now you throw oh. shade at me. No, <laughs> you for real. Hella shade. This is like a reaction video. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was so long ago. I don't even remember. Even though you waited for the longest time to apologize, I always forgave you since day one. I think I started crying that moment that I read that line. I think I yeah. cried. I know college was an experience, but ever since I met you, I always knew I would love you for the best and worst of times. I think I cried again that time. <laughs> <laughs> Me wanting to cry right now. Even though we weren't talking, I would always pray for you, your mom and family, because I genuinely always cared for you. Yeah, cool. yeah. give me a minute <laughs> for real give me a minute I'm so so proud of the woman you've become even though I wasn't physically there just know I was always and still will and still was rooting for you I'm so happy for everything you've accomplished and I can't wait to see what's next just know I'm your number one fan honestly your words moved me so much I was like damn <laughs> I was like damn uh I really need I really need to see her. And then I remembered you were in Texas. LOL. Boo. Tomato. Tomato. <laughs> it doesn't say that. It says boo though. But yes, I would love for the things to change because I always think about you and would love for you to meet Diego. I think I cried. I think I cried when I, I read that too. I was like, I want to meet Diego too. Uh, and then it says, I ran out of room. LOL. But send me a message. I'll respond whenever you need something or someone. And then you send me your phone number. And then it says, love always, Melissa. Look at me being a writer. (laughs) (laughs) Author and shit. Okay, right now I need to look through my letters. And expose your first one. No, for real. (laughs) And essentially, like, after we wrote that letter, after you wrote that letter where you gave me your phone number, I texted you. And I remember the first day that we were just texting, we were, like, sending each other photos of, like, memories that we had. And I remember that day, I was just, I was cackling. Like, I was wheezing. I could not stop fucking laughing. I was like, damn, this is what it feels like to have a best friend. And I forgot about that feeling. I even my first year in Dallas was really difficult for me and I remember just thinking like I have not laughed like this in a very long time and it it made me realize that I was not in a good place in my life if I wasn't laughing like that I I, it was just really beautiful to reconnect and from that moment we kind of like still stayed in touch and stuff yeah so then fast forward just like two years after just talking and texting a little bit and 
we still got pretty close again, like how we were, but just at a more of a distance, I believe. And recently last month, January of 2022, Melissa and I got COVID at the same time. And it's so crazy because I don't believe that this was a coincidence. I don't believe that we spent two years avoiding COVID for us to get it at the same time. And um, during this time, I feel like because she's off for maternity leave and I was off because I had COVID, it just gave us more time to connect. Like we were talking all day, every day. And, and it felt like, natural. like it felt natural and it felt like kind of like I have my friend again. And it, it, mm. it always felt like that, but it felt deeper this time. Um, and so, yeah. And so we just been like in each other's lives a little bit more I feel even if it's at a distance whether that's like sending each other pictures of like what we do during the day or just like little things like that and and so working out together shout out to Diego in the background (laughs) and so Melissa introduced me to Peloton and like we're just like doing like kind of like working out together in a way and um try to do things where we feel bonded a little bit um but then recently, a couple of days ago, actually, Melissa reached out to me and was like, I want to start a podcast. And I, what I don't think she knew was I have been wanting to start a podcast for years, like years. When I mean like since like 2016, before podcasts even blew up to the level that it had, it is now. Yeah. Um, because I just feel like I have so much shit to say, so much shit that I need to like put out into the world. And um but when I tried doing it with the people or when I tried doing it by myself, it just never worked out. I don't know why. And I don't think that it's a coincidence that Melissa asked me during this time. And I don't think it's a coincidence that we're doing it at this moment. Like, I think it was meant to happen this way where me and her are supposed to have a podcast and we're supposed to talk through shit and talk through life. Um, and I think right now is the perfect time. And I'm so happy that we're doing it. Um, but yeah so that's been like the trajectory of our friendship and growing and learning and analyzing and reflecting on our lives and it's been a journey to like kind of end this on like a positive note let's talk about some goals or some or some manifestations that we have for this podcast do you want to go first so so yeah. <laughs> Diego has no. manifestations too. No, but he does. Yeah. So first one we have yeah. is we are manifesting yeah. healing. So as I've said, we're both still learning. I mean we're not no. perfect. No. But we want to, especially I don't know, I feel like I feel this way also because I'm a mother, like I don't want like my kids to grow up with issues that I had or have you know and so I think it's super important to um heal take care of yourself try to be a better person because I mean unless you have like the perfect parents and you're like the perfect person you know that's just like not attainable um if you're able to like go to therapy if you're able to talk to someone about your what you're going through Hold on. Kids are for real going through it right now. It's very important to talk to someone about what you're going through. And 
no matter how old you are like I think that's like the number one priority like self-care um so the goals that we have for this podcast is talk to about it to someone whoever's listening even if it's just one person you know try to touch someone and see if anyone finds us relatable reach out to us like you know if you want to talk to us because we're still growing I mean we're only in our 20s but we still have a lot to grow and we're still learning every single day so um you can say the next one yeah um something else I want to manifest is like more love for one another um and I mean like me and Melissa um because I feel like we have so much catching up to do so much like living that we have to do together and so much like bonding that we have yet to do and I feel like this podcast will create that space to do that for one another so I'm manifesting that for this podcast also I'm manifesting money um (laughs) even though that can sound super superficial um I believe that we have the power to do that to convert something that we love and that we enjoy doing into um some type of financial gain and if i can manifest that and make that happen let's do it why wouldn't we do it um so manifesting loving and prosperity and healing and love for one another those are the things that i want to see happen with this podcast and if it doesn't that's cool at least we're doing something that we love and we're documenting our lived experiences because like I told Melissa, like I want our kids to be able to listen to this podcast in the future and show their kids and their kids and have a legacy of healing and of processing our emotions <laughs> and use this as an example for them so that they can see what working through our issues looks like. And it'll be so cool to watch this video and Annie is in it and Diego is in it and they're going to be Aww. watching themselves when they're older. Yeah. How they're like they have like such 10. a... Then yeah, <laughs> they're gonna be like, yo, my mom really did that shit, you know? Um, and so yeah. Auntie Bea. Uh, <laughs> for real. Um, and so yeah, and so I hope that you like this podcast, that you like this episode. I hope y'all stay tuned. I hope this podcast um inspires you or motivates you in some aspect of your life. Um, and reach out like Melissa said if y'all need anything from us like we're here we're still human we're still people like we are here to support one another um, yeah we'll put our Instagrams our Facebooks our TikTok our <laughs> all the social media platforms yes but most importantly our email in case anyone actually wants to reach out to us yes um, make maybe sure to follow situation yeah make sure to follow Andy and Diego that's key. <laughs> oh, especially um, at Brown Girls Bloomin uh, on Instagram. Period. Why did I forget about that? <laughs> Follow at Brown Girls Bloomin on Instagram to stay updated. No, but in all realness, we we sound a little crazy, but we do have like a lot of. This is for another episode, like. Type oh story. yeah, yeah. So we if have you a lot of people listening about our lives, you know, our struggles are day-to-day things then stay tuned <laughs> Alrighty, righty bye bye